Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And I am excited for everyone to meet one of my friends uh, is Nikita. Nikita, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Nikita is actually local to me. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to meet most of you in person yet. But um, if my body cooperated, I could probably walk to your house. <laughs> That's right. You're actually pretty <laughs> And I know your office is very close too. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. We actually met in uh, the local coffee shop, which is Barista. Uh, I was a customer. We hit it off. Yeah, we just hit it mm -hmm. off whenever I'd go in there and we'd talk. Then you started your career, which we'll get into in a moment. Mm -hmm. And then we just kept randomly running into each other and then seeing each other at uh, our local networking events. And then the more we caught up and then realized we were both child free. So been staying in touch ever since. <laughs> so share with everyone, what do you do? Yeah, um, I'm Nikita Gibson. I'm a financial advisor at a small firm or actually just a, a two advisor financial advisor firm. Um, we do a lot of 401ks for small businesses and we help a lot of individuals. Um, mostly locally. Um, it's been a really great time. And she is now my financial advisor. That's right. Um, not just for the fact that she's local, but the fact she's child-free too. So that was just a bonus and it worked out so well. So even though you do local mainly, mm -hmm. would y'all, could y'all do online too? doing zoom yeah yeah we we zoom with a lot of clients i mean as as mobile as we are these days a lot of times we'll meet someone locally and then they move for a job or something so we do have clients all over the place how'd you get into finance and wanted to become a financial advisor i was working as a an outside salesperson for advertising and I walked into a financial advisory firm and they tried to pick me up as a client <laughs> and, and I was young and dumb and I was like but I I budget I I you know I, I I've got a 401k like what what do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> and the more we talked we we actually became friends um they needed um, some administrative help at the time, and I was not really enjoying driving all over the place all day as an outside salesperson, so I took a leap, and it, it worked out. I, I worked as an administrative assistant for a while, and then as our firm was growing, Dustin, the other advisor on my team, said, um, you know, I, I think you would be really good at this because you connect with clients, you, you already ask questions. So I got a lot of encouragement along the way and <laughs> feel like I stumbled into it a little bit, but I'm so glad I did. Yeah. The best things that work out for a lot of us, it seems like we just kind of stumble into it. Like I did. Yeah. With I mean, I I was such an over planner for my own stuff 
mm-hmm. that like helping other people plan is an outlet. So I'm not obnoxiously <laughs> planning every five minutes of my day. <laughs> and then how has being child free influenced your practice? I would say it makes me a, a, a better financial advisor. Um, for anyone who has made any sort of unconventional choice in their life. Maybe it's just maybe better overall because I'm I'm more open-minded than I think I would have been if I hadn't made what tends to be an unconventional choice still, mm-hmm. um, especially for women, rather than making assumptions about what people are going to want down the road. I ask questions, very open-ended questions, because I don't want to shape a plan in my own image. Yeah. It's my own experience of going, well, I know that I'm not going to have kids to take care of me. That's that's an argument you hear so much online about, you know, being child-free is a bad idea because blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, there there are ways to plan for that. And I am aware of them because I need those things for myself. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think, Overall, it has been very good for me and growing as a financial advisor. Yeah, it's just nice to have a different perspective, too. And someone who's more, yeah, the open-mindedness about maybe even as a parent, too, they'd want something different than a lot of parents would, or you just never um, know. Yeah, I mean, I I plan for both child-free people and people with children, and Sometimes they want different things. Sometimes they want similar things. And if I'm not asking open-ended questions to both parties, then I'm doing them a disservice. Yeah. That's probably also another reason why I didn't try to find a financial advisor sooner is just because I didn't want someone to shape what my plan should be. Right. Even though I procrastinated on that fact, it worked out. So how has being child-free been able to affect and influence the resources you have available? That's a great question. I think there's there's the monetary of, you know, kids are expensive, right? But I think beyond that, because I get to go home and decompress and and ha- have more quiet time than, than maybe... Um, my sister-in-law or, or my friend who has a kid, you know, I've got more mental energy to explore more. Um, I've got more resource in, in my own just time. I, I can go out and volunteer more, I actually volunteer to be around kids. So I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's made me more available to my community. I think. Yeah. I love that. So Something we were discussing off camera or last time we met and everything. We were talking about how I ended up learning how to get good at time management, but you're not necessarily the best at it. Whereas you're really good at the budgeting and all of that, but I'm not. But in reality, they actually kind of cross over. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're good at budgeting your time. Right. (laughs) And and for some reason, it just hasn't clicked yet about how I take that aspect and do it with budgeting and money and all of that. Yeah, they're both finite resources, right? 
Yeah. And then of course to build a business you gotta have the numbers and all this all the things. So so mm -hmm. money and time go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. I mean they don't say time is money for no reason. True. <laughs> yeah, so um I generally talk to people about their goals for not just like the distant future, like uh I wanna retire in 40 years. There are a lot of milestones along the way that can really influence how that 40 years is going to actually feel. And, and we don't want to make that 40 years, you know, no fun because we're, we're so focused on the future that we're mm. not doing anything now. So I generally ask people, you know, what are you hoping life looks like in five years? What are you hoping life looks like when you retire? It doesn't have to be set in stone, but like, what are you imagining? Um, and we, we usually talk about, you know, well, what's the priority and why and how we might start small with retirement right now because they're in their 20s and they want to buy a house first. So we we will take a two-pronged approach with, with someone like that. I mean, most people need a multi-pronged approach because life isn't just saving. <laughs> so what do you mean um, multi-pronged approach? Well, I might, I might suggest to you, um, you know, that you should probably consider saving this much of your income every month in an emergency fund or in uh, a savings account for that house. Or we might say, well, the house is 10 years away because you think you're going to be moving for your job. Um, then we might consider investing it in a shorter term account than a retirement account because their tax consequences for taking money out early from your retirement accounts, which a lot of people don't realize, which is, which um, causes a lot of frustration when they call me and say, Hey, I want to take money out of my uh, 401k. And we're like, well, this isn't your first house. So you're not allowed to do that this time. Or um, there are a lot of rules around that. So when we can plan to not have to dig into that money, it makes a huge difference in how everything goes. It's much more smooth. <laughs> yeah. So just as important as it is to plan your time, it's just yeah. as important to plan because your goals affect We're your financial planning. Yeah. 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 You'll focus on the financial side of the goals and then I'll mm -hmm. focus on the task side of the goals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, especially when I, when I get younger people or just someone who you know, wasn't taught, I might say, you know, well, let's, let's do a little budget coaching. Let's, let's learn to actually get this on paper and, and learn to set goals short-term for ourselves because you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes that's a, a really big help in, in helping a person go from, well, that goal just seems so far away and it's overwhelming to, I can do this. Yeah, just having that confidence because most of us did not have that growing up. Right. I didn't. I um, ended up taking accounting. I just I took accounting because I had to. <laughs> and one thing I love about how you're a little bit more unconventional than other financial advisors is that you're not going to tell me to. I can't go to the coffee shop. Oh, no, of course not. I mean... I might tell you that going five times a day isn't really sustainable, but yeah, it's important to enjoy life not now too. So 
if that's not the thing that you're willing to cut out right now, that's okay. We're going to talk about the whole picture. We do think the same as far as like, not only is it important to plan for the future, but want to be able to experience life when you're young enough to be able to enjoy it. Yes. Life is short. My knees already crack. (laughs) And all my health issues. So it's like, yeah, even though I don't like go do a whole bunch of stuff or do like massive shopping or anything, it's like, like food and coffee are my weaknesses. So it's like, got to take that into extra consideration. Not doing the typical budgeting that everyone else does. It's budgeting around your goals, your lifestyle, and what you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we build on that budget to plan for the future. And so we build on that budget to to build toward those those big goals and invest for those big goals. And that helps us decide what, what type of account and investment is appropriate for a, a different individual. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it makes it because everything should be aligned with the yeah, goals and I mean, everything what you and the life you want to create. We don't all live the same life. So why would your plan be the same as someone else's? Exactly. So now you've got a lot going on right now. So what are your future plans as far as like career because right now you're basically working for someone else at the moment yeah so I am um on this team with a an advisor who has you know several years of experience under his belt and I have gotten to help him with his clients and the The idea with having a a big age difference between us is that um, as he moves toward retirement, you know, I'll have lots of experience under my belt. I will know his clients and be able to just step into that role of senior advisor and helping them just keep going on the plan that they're already comfortable with rather than making them go find a new advisor. So eventually, um, that, that will be my role as, as business owner and um, helping even more people manage those plans. That's so cool. Because he's also kind of like a mentor and everything to you, right? He, he is. It has been really great. I, I'm so glad that that has been my experience entering the business is to get to see how someone else is being successful mm-hmm. and learn from him. Yeah. yeah, Dustin's Dustin's great. <laughs> this is why I love like leaving that space in the calendar, just going with the flow more of life. It's like even though you've got the plan and the goals, like that that's the mm-hmm. blueprint, that's the direction, just to have some sort of guideline to start with. But being open to other opportunities and just kind of seeing where the detours go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I really hope that I can do that for a younger advisor once I'm more established too. When I'm, when I'm the business owner, I, I want to be able to mentor someone and help them step into this role, not just with wide eyes, but with, with someone helping them, you know, catch mistakes and, and do well. (laughs) A lot of people I've talked to, it's very different 
how they got into their businesses. Like the commonality is that we tend to stumble into it, but the how we take an over part is different and really cool, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how that goes, but I'm really enjoying and excited about the part of the ride I'm on now. Um, Doing a lot of community outreach, I'm getting to go teach classes that you know, if if I was um, the more conventional route for this in the past has been, you know, an advisor just goes out and literally knocks on people's doors and says, hey, do you have a financial advisor? I'm I'm getting to go to the library and teach instead. Yeah. And I've been to one of those. And I love yeah, it. to, to be a community outreach rather than just like this obnoxious sales machine. Right. and that's this is so much more fun I love teaching yeah and it's also what like marketing in general is turning into is the relationship building and just being out in the community and people getting familiar with you and I'm getting to to fill a void that I felt in my community yeah because no one taught me to budget I had to go seek that knowledge so I'm trying to bring it to more people yeah, and doing the workshops locally, it makes it more accessible, too. I really hope so. Well, I'll tell everybody whenever you have one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so financial advising is a pretty heavily regulated industry, especially um, those of us who are actually helping people invest in specific things. I am an investment advisor representative, and I offer securities and advisory services through Soteria Advisor Networks, LLC, member of FINRA, SIPC, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Soteria is under separate ownership from any other named entity. So under separate ownership from your company, from Deal Financial Group. Um, but yeah, we we do have to give that nice little blurb. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who is looking for a financial advisor especially being child-free, what should they look for? Um, well, uh, there is actually a website you can go to to make someone make sure someone is licensed. It's called brokercheck.finra.org. Come see me. Yeah, you're you're always very welcome to come see me. Um, but, you know, if I'm not in your area and you really want someone local, that's a good way to, you know, just check out people who you're finding online. Yeah, and I'll put that um, link in the description too. Yes, that'd be great. Um, all your information down below yeah unfortunately the term financial advisor is just so broad that it is sometimes applied when people aren't registered and it's helpful to have someone who's registered or a fiduciary or a cfp because they they have more tools to help you which is good because Something like the finance industry definitely needs to be regulated. Yeah. yeah if if someone if someone is only um, able to sell you insurance, of course they're going to see that as the solution for you. So looking for someone with more broad licensing is is helpful. So we've got more to offer you. Plug more holes and build more of a cohesive plan. Yeah, so going to someone like you, I'd be able to cover every area mm-hmm. instead of just going to someone else. Yeah, and I do have connections within the community. If there's something that I know you need that I don't have available to me, 
but I can help you with building the plan. I can help you with um, getting to where you're even ready to start building the plan, making the investment choices either within um, our firm or just, you know, some people really want to manage that themselves. That's where I might come in and educate them and help them like fit that into the plan that we're building. Make sure they've got the right life insurance, the right health insurance, all of those things fit together to make life just run more smoothly. Yeah. So what is one thing you want everyone to take away from this today? That financial planning isn't just for the elite or people with big families. Everyone can can benefit from financial planning. I don't want them to, to think, well, I don't have enough money yet or a plan is helpful as you're building your career as well. How early can someone start doing the whole financial planning? Um, you can start in your teens, actually. If you've got a job, a lot of times if I've got a younger person coming in who like has their first job, we might do sort of a mini plan just because, you know, a 16 year old, a lot of times doesn't quite know what they want yet. Yeah. Um, we might do a little mini plan. A lot of times a Roth IRA makes sense for them or something to just help them start putting something away. Yeah. And then we'll build on that as they get older. So, okay. so getting those building blocks in place early is great. Even if, you know, a teenager doesn't quite know when they want to retire or anything like that. A lot of times they'll still tell me like, you know, I really want to go to this college or I think I'm going to skip college, but I don't want that to mean that I can't retire. So, you know, what, what should this look like for me? And we'll talk a little bit about that and what their career is going to look like. Those are fun because there's so many possibilities. Yeah. Anyone, anyone can always come in for a free consultation and we'll talk about, you know, what level of financial planning is appropriate for their stage of life too. Yeah. And it can be adaptable really easily for the most part, it's right? Extremely adaptable. I think one of the things that also stopped me from trying to get a financial planner was that it just felt like I had to know exactly what my plan for the next 20, 30 years is supposed to be. And I don't like planning that far ahead because I, I mean, so much can happen in a year. So it's like, yeah, right. I whole, think I'd rather I want to be able to afford a really good nurse and pay them well to take care of me later on, that kind of thing. I want a fancy nursing home if I have to. Like like I still want to have fun later on. Thinking of your plan more as a framework that is always editable is is a better way to look at it than as this like rigid plan that I must follow. Yeah. It it's a living thing. That we're always working on kind of like ourselves yeah that's how I feel about the whole scheduling and all that stuff too so finance and time management go a lot are kind of parallel in that aspect absolutely thank you so much for being here and talking with us today yeah thanks for having me it meant a lot that you wanted me on here Jennifer oh of course Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you in the next video.